Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is 8.45. It's an early morning again. It's October 2nd. We're finally into fall. TJ Pittenger, Richie Barnes, back with you guys again. Richie, how's your weekend going so far? Uh, pretty good, man. I've got home Friday morning and slept basically all day and had a nice unproductive day yesterday as well. Uh, I guess you could throw in that Florida State game as part of it. But overall, pretty good weekend so far. How about you? Not too bad. Yeah, it's been busy. Um, we went up to the game yesterday, so that was an all-day experience. Got up early and left and got back home late. So um, that 3.30 kickoff is kind of perfect for that. The kids went up. We had a good time. We had a lot of fun. We don't have to dwell on that. I know people want to talk about the game. But we did have a really good day. I mean, obviously, the result we'll talk about here in just a minute. But the day was a lot of fun. The kids had a blast. Um, it's hard to – yeah, you know, when I guess once you get in like dad mode and stuff, like, you know, you're upset about the loss and I'll probably get more upset today as we talk about it, but they had a really fun time. And so it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to complain a ton when my kids had an absolute blast. They don't understand the concept of keeping score. They're two and four and don't understand that we lost the game. So they had way more cookies than they've had in a long time. And so they, you know, they, they kind of won the day. So Anyway, um, but yeah, pretty good. Double fries, no slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Appreciate them for their support. If you are in Tallahassee or anywhere near a Guthrie's, you can go get your box. Double fries, no slaw. Tell them that we sent you. Tell them you heard about it through us. We'll be back up there in a couple of weeks for the Clemson game, and the Guthries will be flowing. So, nothing like drowning your sorrows in a bucket of gut sauce, right, Richie? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm jealous. I can't be up for that one. That'll be a that'll be a good game. Should be a ton of fun. Should be a ton of fun. So, all right, let's get after it. The Knolls lose to Wake Forest, thirty-one to twenty-one. Uh, tough loss, but the first loss of the season. Um, Drop a game in which really there were some positives to take away, but you know, obviously a lot more negatives, a lot more that we'll kind of harp on and chat about. Um, but let's go through this, Richie. Florida State's offense comes out firing with a six-play 83-yard drive in just over two minutes. I was, you know, not trying to flex. I was down on the field. I was not back up to my seats yet. Like I had not gotten back up to my seats, and we were like hustling. Like I was carrying Brian, like we were trying to move pretty quickly and trying to get going. Dolphins came out firing, and I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. Like, I thought the defense would struggle a little bit. I was like, oh, we're going to score almost every drive. So, were you drinking some Kool-Aid um, first drive? Yeah, I mean, that, that opening drive, it was just – it looked easy, right? And, that, you know, we've kind of come to expect that from Mike Norvell in these opening drives. He just has masterful scripts ready to go. And, uh, yeah, at that point, I thought for sure, man, okay – you know, Wake Forest is going to score their points, but if this is what the offense is going to be, I, I really like our chances. And then they just went flat after that. And, you know, the defense didn't give a whole lot of help in that first half either. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about this and get your thought and kind of get your take here. If you guys are watching, if you're listening, do me a favor and, and smash that subscribe button, smash the share button. We'll We'll probably go for about 30 minutes today and get out of here so you guys can. I think there's an England uh, a game over in London today. Uh, for the NFL. So you guys can go watch that and check that out today. A little, little less depressing. Jordan Travis said that the team lost focus after that first drive. Um, I've got a take on that. I don't, you know, I don't know what your take there is, but I don't know that I necessarily believe that. What, uh, 
What, what was your take on that? Did you see the quote? Do you need me to find it for you? Uh, or did you see it as well? I, I saw it on Twitter. I didn't hear him say it. So, you know, typically when the player says something like that, I'd like to see the video to see, you know, what context was done out there. But I mean, if you're Mike Norvell, it's concerning that, that your starting quarterback, who's the leader of the offense, would say something like that. I'm kind of with you, TJ. I don't necessarily buy that. I think it's just that was probably more out of frustration, you know, because things just weren't going their way. Florida State, you know, the, the depth issues were finally showed up, right? They, they got destroyed in the trenches on, on both sides of the ball, really. So I think it's Jordan Travis just saying, you know, hey, we could have won this game. And I do think Florida State was capable of winning, certainly. I think that was just more frustration and, and kind of him just throwing something out there. But I don't buy that either. But I also don't like when the starting quarterback says that about a first-ranked matchup when you're 4-0 in Dope Campbell Stadium in front of a looked like a really good crowd, actually. Yeah, crowd was great. 69,000 and change. Florida State gave away some tickets um, to those displaced by the hurricane. That line was incredible. Um, huge line um, at 11, 11 in the morning yesterday to, to pick up those tickets. So really good stuff there by Florida State, getting some people out there to the game. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't buy that as much either. I think that uh, I think that it's kind of, you know, kind of coach speak is maybe a, a good way to, to call it. You know, I, I that, you know, I know he's not coach, but I think it's just kind of to me, it came across as like what he was saying to not point the finger at somebody else and what he was saying to not basically say like, hey, my offensive line was terrible and, and I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't have any time to pass and I was kind of off on some of my passes and I thought it was just kind of a nice way. I think people are taking it too literally. I thought it was a nice way of saying, like, hey, we just didn't play very well. Because I don't think they lost focus. They came out on that next drive and threw, like, a 25-yard pass. They had the ball up around midfield. And then they just couldn't get anything going because they had a an incompletion and a pass short of the stick. Like, it didn't look like they lost focus. They just – they were they were executed. They, like, they were running their routes and stuff. They just couldn't block anybody. That was probably what was the most surprising to me in the first half, by the way, was that our offensive line – like, Wake's defense is not very good. No. Like BC has a better defense than them. Louisville probably has a better defense than them. And our offensive line just did not look good. Now, I think Robert Scott not playing is a big deal. And I think that that's something that Florida State was able to get away with for a few weeks. But the depth on the offensive line, the injuries there on the offensive line, it, it finally showed itself this week. And on the defensive line. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But I think that that was a big, big key to this. The offensive line just – I mean, they were getting bulldozed by freaking Wake Forest, right? Like that's just a three-man front. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't it, they couldn't block anybody, and so that was to me that was a bigger problem than you know losing focus or you know like, like you're you know mistakes are going to be made, right? Like Jordan fumbled the ball once that led to a Wake touchdown. I mean, you know you're going to make mistakes, like that's okay. But I mean, to just get dominated up front by Wake Forest defensive line, they weren't even really bringing. They were bringing some pressures at times, and there were times that those pressures got home. But even when they weren't bringing pressure, I mean, I just – and, again, I'm not trying to give our offensive line too hard of a time. I think a lot of that has to do with the injuries. A lot of that has to do with guys being out. Robert Scott not there. You're down Caden Lyles. You're down Bless Harris. And that's making it really, really tough on that offensive line. And they've got to figure something out. I mean, you would hope that, you know, you get um, Robert Scott back this weekend – because the defensive lines that we're going to play the next two weeks are just going to get better and better. And then I do think there'll be a drop off and, and they'll get worse and they'll get better again when you get down to the end of the year against Florida. But yeah, NC State's and Clemson's defensive lines are better than Wake's. And so we've got to figure something out for that. But that was probably what was most shocking to me was just that 
I thought that we would have time to kind of do whatever we wanted across that defensive line, and that just wasn't the case – or on that offensive line, and that just wasn't the case at all. So Florida State, they go up 7 nothing. Wade comes out and responds. You have here 28 unanswered points. Um, yeah, the defense was not – That hurts. Good. <laughs> yeah, the defense was not good. I will say, you know, seven of those points did come off of a turnover. Um, but still, like, they just – Wake got whatever they wanted in that first half and and did absolutely, literally anything they wanted. Well, the half goes – you know, the half was, you know, 21 to seven, right? And then they scored to open the, the second half. Um, and – yeah, I mean, at that point when it was 28-7, to 7, you kind of knew, like, okay, well, it's going to take a miraculous comeback or this game's over. And so to be that early in the in the game and it be not over, but essentially over – or it's either over or it's a miracle is really, really tough. Um, Wake went down and, you know, we we score, get the three and out, give the ball back to them, and they score on the next two drives mm-hmm. – and then we give away, a, you know, the very – so it's 14 to 7, and you're like, okay, well, we just got to go back down and score, right? Like, not that big of a deal. We just got to go score. To fumble the ball on the very first play of the next drive was was pretty unfortunate. And Wake takes it in for a short score. I, I have a tough time giving the defense too hard of a time for that one. I mean, they started out kind of in scoring range. But, um, yeah, just whole, the, fir- the first half just wasn't good offensively or defensively outside of that first drive for the offense. Um, the defense really, really struggled, man. That defensive line was not great yesterday. And you're dealing with some injuries there too, with Fabo and, and Verse being limited. Verse did make some impact plays while he was in there. But the defense just wasn't very good either. Yeah, no, it's and it's frustrating because it, it's kind of what you wanted to do probably from your game plan is just not give up the electric play, right? Keep them in front of you, let them drive down the field. But when that defense is on the field for, what was it, 85 plays, I think, that that's just too much. Right. Um, like you said, we're already limited. Obviously, Fabo didn't play verse. You know, he tried his best and he made some plays, man. Give that man a lot of credit, but he obviously wasn't going to be out there for, you know, 60, 70 plays like we needed him to be. Um they only have averaged 4.4 yards per play. You know, Florida State had 6.6. So, I mean, if you want to find a positive there, but you just they just methodically sliced you up and down the field. I was surprised at how effective they were running the ball. Like, we know we talked about that mesh point, how annoying that can be. But there were some times they just ran right up the gut of that defense for, you know, 6, 8, 12 yards. And Florida State really had no answer. And it didn't help that Wake Forest's receivers were making some incredible catches. You know, some of those passes they caught, they were well defended. But those those receivers just went out and made big plays. And it was just, you know, death of a thousand paper cuts and felt like, man, what can we do to the defense's credit? If you had told me before the game that Wake would only score 31 points, I would have felt really good about getting a win. So I, I think my blame probably more shifts the offense and and who do you blame because we just discussed it if you can't block it's hard to get anything going offensively yeah florida state did get a little something going offensively in the at the end of the first half drove the ball down 63 yards and this was a case of the same thing we saw last year got close but no cigar which just isn't good enough um florida state drove down inside the 10 and couldn't convert, couldn't end up getting in the end zone um, on first and goal. 
Toa Philly runs our first and 10 from the 11. So I guess we didn't get inside the 10 there. It wasn't a first and goal. We got a couple of yards, got a couple more yards on second down. And, uh, you know, on third and 10, couldn't get, couldn't get the score. I don't want to belabor this point, but we all know how bad the kicking game has been this year. You miss a field goal there. That would have been big later. Um, but you missed a field goal there that would have cut the game to 21 to 10 probably made you feel a little bit better. Like obviously you want the seven there because field goals are going to beat wake, you know, field goal there would have given you an opportunity to tie at the end of the game, but you just miss an absolute chip shot, chip shot, short field goal. I actually had confidence he was going to make this. I think that man, I, I, it was 29 yards. Right. And it was, from the right hash, it was from a good angle. I'm not trying, you know, I'm not trying to give the kid a hard time. I know he's probably really struggling right now, personally and emotionally, with how things have gone. But I really had confidence that he was going to make it, and that's not a that's not like a troll or joke. I, I was kind of beside myself, like, do I want the free three points or do I think it's worth you know going for it from, on fourth and ten from the you know ten yard line? Like, should you just kind of go here because you want the extra seven points or the extra four points um, if field goals don't win? And when he missed it, man, like what a what a what an absolute punch in the gut. Because at that point, you were just like, man, if we can't even make the chip shots, like we need all the points we can get in this game. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm really trying to be as as cautious as I can, just because I, you know, I'm not trying to pile on the kid because I know he's getting it really bad. But yeah, the kicking game just obviously, you know, let you down. But it wasn't the only thing that let you down. Offense was bad the first half. Defense was bad the first half. Special teams was pretty bad the first half. Um, you know, I thought the decision to bring the first kick out was weird. Fortunately, the offense picked up um, the returner there. Um, but yeah, just, you know, all in all, the first half was just terrible, just really bad. And Florida State gets out of it without scoring outside of the first two minutes, right? Scored in the first two minutes and then didn't score again for the rest of the half. So um, not good. We'll move on to the second half in just a minute, but I do want to tell you guys about our good friends over at thegramcode.com. If you need to cheer yourself up, uh, you can go get you some Delta Hay gummies, some wake and bake coffee that Richie's over there sipping on right now. That's a huge uh, cup of coffee, bro, but you are going to be out of the game late tonight. So I will give you a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of grace there. Thegramco.com. If you go over there and use code DFNS, you can get all your Delta 8 needs. If you've not tried it, the Gramco wake and bake coffee is a great way to start. They've also got a water soluble mix. They've got gummies, vapes, pre-rolls, whatever you need. Thegramco.com. Dot com DFNS25 for 25% off. Second half starts and they march right down the field. The most frustrating thing about this drive to me, Richie, they only faced two second downs on this drive. They never faced a third down. The second downs they faced were a second and one and a second and six. They were they they weren't ahead of the sticks. They were the sticks this entire drive. They drove down over and over and over. Nine yards, seven yards, twenty-two yards, eleven yards, ten yards, four yards, and then a twelve-yard touchdown. This drive was so frustrating because it was like, hey, you're down, but you're not out. You're at home. Get a stop to open up the half, and you'll be fine, right? Get a stop. Go down and score. It's a ball game. Scoring them scoring here was again. I mean, it was the difference in the game because we never got to 28. So it, you know, it was what it was the game winning drive, but uh, it, it, it also felt like the game winning drive. It felt like 
well, that's just not. I mean, today's not our day. So frustrating way to start the half. You kind of understand that if, if that drive happens late in the game, which it did. But coming out of the half, like with just no, no urgency, no nothing there, that was frustrating for sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, that drive, it's kind of, you know, you, you got your manhood challenge right there and, and just couldn't respond. Uh, I did feel like Florida State could still get into the 30s if the offense just started clicking. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, they're already at 28. They're getting 40 plus. So I, I felt the game was over after that drive. I didn't think it would end the way it did. You know, not a whole lot of action going on really after that. Um, but yeah, when they just marched right down the field after, you know, after the half at the opening kick, that, that's just, you can't have that. That's a, if you want to win this game, that's a stop you have to make somewhere. And to your point, TJ, they made it look extremely easy. Florida state just couldn't do anything. And when you can't get a push up front, a wake offense, that's one of the best offenses in the country. You know, we can talk about their defense, not being great, but that offense with that quarterback, Man, that, that's a really good offense. We saw what they did to Clemson last week. Um, so, again, the defense, at the end of the day, holds them to 31, but it's where the points came in, in those situations. The game was over at that point. I agree. Yeah, it was it was really tough to foresee a situation that Florida State could come back and win the game. Once they went down three scores, um, never had the ball with, with a chance to um, – tie it up or take the lead, right? So they were always kind of chasing it, always down multiple scores at that point. Um, in the first half, we'll go back to the defense one more time. Florida State stopped Wake Forest one time, and it was on the first drive of the game. Wake got a first down on their second play of the game, and then Florida State got, you know, forced a, forced a punt thanks to um, a holding on fourth and one because Wake actually did convert the fourth and one. A holding kind of saved the Knolls. And um, other than that, Florida State didn't stop them. Wake scored touchdowns on the next two drive on the next three drives. I'm sorry, missed a chip shot field goal themselves right before we missed ours. Um, well, chip shot. Yeah, it was 44 it's yards. 54 so, yards. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not, not a chip shot, but 44 yard field goal they missed. Um, so yeah, just not not great defensively. Um, let them drive on you every single drive after that first one that you did get the stop on. From there, the Knolls come out and they do score. They go 85 yards in 10 plays. Um, and the defense does step up, right? Like they make it 28-13. I don't want to get super deep into this, but I didn't really have a problem with the two-point conversion call. I think at that point you're playing to win. And he, so my take there, I don't know if anybody asked Mike about it in the press conference. I was driving home. Um, but – my assumption there on why you go for two is because if you go for two and you get down by 13, you can now win the game with two touchdowns. If you miss it, there's plenty of time to make it up, which they did on the next touchdown. I know a lot of people were freaking out about that, uh, about that two point conversion attempt. I didn't think that was a big deal. I thought that, you know, again, the reasoning behind it that I just gave is plenty enough for me. And I don't know if that was Mike's reasoning or not, or if he just didn't trust you know, the kicker to go out there and make it, which that'd be reasoning enough as well. But if you make that, you're down 13 now and two touchdowns wins the game. If you miss it, you had time to make it up, and they did. So um, defense comes out and gets a couple stops. Big plays after that drive. You know, Farmer gets a sack on a third and long. Peyton gets a sack on that drive. They're forced to punt. Unfortunately, Florida State has to punt right back, is not able to – um, 
not able to make it happen. They did get down to the four-yard line, but a play called back on a holding forces a Florida State punt. This was after a great Micah Pittman return, and I do want to just give a quick shout-out to Micah Pittman, who absolutely went off yesterday. He had two touchdown catches, 85 yards on five receptions, a great punt return that set the Noles up in, in perfect territory. And to not score there after that punt return, because there was a lot of time left at this point. When the Noles had to punt this ball away, there was 37 seconds left in the third quarter. But they had it first and goal on the four. A holding call brings it backward. They get a sack. It was actually one of the first couple. I think that might have been the first sack of the day. It forces a fourth and long. And the Noles end up having to punt. That felt like a backbreaker, too. It was backbreaker after backbreaker after backbreaker. Again, like last year, close but no cigar. You get down inside the five, but have a penalty bring things back. A questionable call, a call that people will complain about, but a penalty nonetheless. And um, you end up going backwards when Michael Pittman had you at Wake's 33 after his return. If you'd have made that game 28-21 to 21 there, then things get interesting with an entire quarter to go. But felt like another backbreaker at that point, didn't it, Richie? Yeah, it's again, shout out Micah Pittman. He had a phenomenal game. Um, even the you know, the plays that don't show up in the box or that his him recovering that fumble was just yeah. effort, right? Just awareness effort. He's just a very smart football player, had a great game. But yeah, you, you have to capitalize on those moments, especially when you're playing from behind, because you know, at that point, we just both said uh, when Wake went up 28 uh to seven that the game was over. Well, you had a chance to fight your way right back into this year. Um uh, and yeah, it's just, it's a bummer when you have a something break your way finally in a day that seemed like nothing was going to go your way. Pittman has that huge return and to walk away without points. I mean, that was kind of the last hope you had, right? And when you didn't capitalize there, you know, it's, it's frustrating. You know, the penalties were an issue. I think, what is it? 12 for 99 yards or something. That's yeah. the, the most I remember in a, in a long time. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the penalties just killed you. And, and, when you're out matched up front, you're going to get more penalties just because that's that's just how it is. Um, and it, unfortunately for Florida State, you know, it's luckily it's one game, but that it was a bummer because as poorly as you played really on both sides of the ball, there were some chances that you had to kind of stay in this game and maybe even steal one late. But obviously that did not happen in the end. Yeah. Florida State's defense does come out and respond to start the fourth quarter. They do force a punt. Wait goes six plays and gets six yards after a sack by none other than Kalen Deloach. Loss of six yards um, on the sack. And Florida State comes out and gets a touchdown on the very next drive. Drives right down the field in under three minutes. Looked really good doing it. A false start to start the drive. So, again, kind of just goes into what Richie was saying with the penalties. Just could not stop shooting ourselves in the foot. But Florida State does drive right down the field, gets a touchdown, Cuts it to one score, makes a two-point conversion, and you're like, okay, well, at this point, there's nine minutes left. You're down by seven. Who knows? The defense had kind of stepped up in the second half, gotten you a few stops. You needed them to do it one more time, and they just couldn't do it, right? The defense, you know, I don't think the defense was the biggest problem on the day, but I – think that they did struggle situationally. You needed one more stop here. You needed the defense to come up for you. Again, I'm not going to harp on a kid. I have no idea watching it live, and I have not watched any replays. I'm going to try and avoid them as for as long as I can. But I don't know how Greedy didn't knock that ball down. 
when when it was thrown up. A great play, by the way, kid. An absolute great, yeah. great, great catch there. But if he knocks that down, it's fourth and long. Wake punch you the ball back. You're probably going to have to go 80-plus yards, but you've got a chance. And uh, you, you don't. Wake Forest goes down and ends up kicking a field goal, and uh, the game's effectively over, right? Florida State gets the ball back with three minutes to go, drives down, attempts a long field goal. Um, you know, again, an ineligible man downfield, another penalty on a first and 10 where you, you had a pretty good play, an eligible man downfield, um, backs it up. Florida State can't get anything going there, has to kick a field goal from 55 yards. Um, I actually thought it had a chance. I don't know how close it really was, but I was in that end zone. Did it look like it was like – it looked like it was long enough. Just kind of missed over to the left, which I, I thought he actually put a pretty – I thought he put a better boot in that one than the one he missed short, you know. Um, I didn't really have a problem with, you know, attempting that field goal. It was going to take a miracle anyway. And so, you you know, you, you, needed, to, you needed to have something kind of break your way. Also a pretty low-pressure kick if the kids would go out and make that, you know with no pressure, then maybe he starts to get some confidence back. So I didn't have a problem going for that. It was fourth and 15. We had literally not moved the ball at all um, on, on that little series, right? It was first and 15. Um, then we had a, we had a holding the next play. Yeah. it just, I, I was fine with kicking there. Your chances of winning the game were, I don't know, almost nothing anyway. So I don't like taking the delay of game. If you're going to kick, get out there and kick, but um it, not a great game for Fitzgerald, not a great game for the offense. And and to me, that's really where it lies, right? Like the offense was really, really bad for most of the day outside of the three drives that they were able to move it. They had the turnover, so you lose the turnover battle. Um, too many penalties, too many drive killers. Um, if you'd have told me before that Wake was only going to score 31 points, I'd have really liked us. But the offense kind of let us down. Defense let us down at times too, but I don't think they were the biggest issue on the day. Um, and the Knolls drop it. So any closing thoughts on the game? We'll talk about like kind of where to go from here and then we'll 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 kind of move on. Yeah, I feel like you know Adam Fuller is gonna get a lot of heat for this game just because when the offense or when the defense was bad, it was really bad. But like we just said, at 31 points, you take that against Wake Forest. That, I think that's probably their lowest point total of the season so far. So if someone says, Hey, Wake's going to get 31. I said, okay, I like my offense to get 35, you know, maybe 41, 42. They just couldn't get it done. So I, I put this more on the offense than the defense. And again, when you just are that bad up front because of the injuries, um, you know, the depth take a, took a massive shot. And defensively, again, they got dominated up front. But when you're on the field for 85 plays, you know, again, that Wake Force only had 4.4 yards of play. But when you run 85 plays, it, you know, it, it, it's draining. Uh, I think the one drive right after Florida State made it with put it within seven with 16 plays over six minutes. You know, you can't get off the field. You're not going to have a chance to win the game. Um, you know, just got to hope you get healthy because uh, people are going to ask, well, how do you fix this? You can't. You, you just got to get some bodies back. Uh, you can't run, you know, 76 out there for, for an entire offensive game. You know, you got to have other options. And uh, to, on the field goal, TJ, I agree. You got to attempt that. You're not going to convert fourth and 15, most likely. And if he does make it, well, okay, now you're an onside kick away from potentially tying the game. So it, I had no problem with that field goal. And like you mentioned, it's low pressure. I'm sure Mike Norvell's not going to send him out there if he doesn't think he can get it 55 yards. So he clearly can do that in practice. We just need to find a way to have it translate to games because right now it, it completely changes the way you coach a game when you don't have any confidence in your kicker. 
Yeah, it was tough. It was a struggle um, on that side of the, you know, <laughs> with that unit. Um, it was also a pretty big struggle with uh, the defensive side and, and the offensive side too. So just kind of all around bad. And, and that's kind of the idea, right? Like all all bad everywhere, <laughs> right? Like there were some play calling things that seemed weird, undisciplined. Um, you know, Micah Pittman was a bright spot. There were some other bright spots, some guys that played well. I thought Thomas played well. I thought, you know, Verse and his limited action was pretty good. But, yeah, they, the team just as a whole didn't, didn't look great. What did look great was I did take my kids over to Garnet and Gold yesterday before the game, which is certainly the way that you should start every single game day is by going to Garnet and Gold. If you're in Tallahassee, look at that. See, right out in front, they got their little face stickers on. I told them it was face paint because they, they bought that. Um, but those little face stickers, they love that. Um, big shout out to Garnet and Gold. You can go shop at Garnet and Gold if you need some retail therapy this morning. Hey, guys, you shouldn't be that depressed, though. I mean, we are still the best team in the state. Four and one, like relax, like find a way to win one of these next two. Um, gardengold.com use code NOSLAW, N O S L A W. You get 15% off your order. If you order $75 or more, you get free shipping. $75 or more is like one Nike polo. So go in there, support our NIL athletes. They give back to the boosters. They are the last family owned and operated um, FSU retailer in Tallahassee. Gardengold.com, N O S L A W, to save you 15% on your order. We are going to be hanging out in Tallahassee for the Clemson game. Tickets on that tailgate will come out tomorrow, I believe. Make sure that you're threaded up. Make sure you're laced up and ready to go with Garnet and Gold Gear. Um, good people, good stuff. Go make sure you support them. Hey, I've got one more shout-out while we're here. Salomon Digital Marketing is um, a partner. I'll throw them up on the screen here real quick. Um, they're a partner of ours. They're down there on the bottom. I'll throw in my guy TJ's. Twitter handle. The owner is actually named TJ Salomon. Um, probably not just my burner with a different uh, with a different TJ there. But I'll throw his uh, handle in here. Go give him a follow. Um, if you super follow him, all proceeds there will go back to our athletes through NIL efforts. He's done deals with Jordan Travis. He's done deals with Michael Pittman. He's got other stuff. I'm sorry, not Michael. Uh, with AJ Duffy. He's got other stuff in the works here coming soon. So big shout out to TJ Salomon and Salomon Digital Marketing for all of their support of not only FSU, its athletes, but also the boosters, the NIL efforts, all of the above. Go give them a follow on Twitter if you're listening to this. It's TJ Salomon, S-A-L-O-M-O-N-E, Salomon Digital Marketing. All right, Richie, we're from here. We've got uh, NC State and Clemson the next two weeks. I did screenshot this last night just because I wanted to see how it would change. Uh, Florida State last night had a 49.6% chance to beat NC State after the game. So this morning, that chance has changed to 39.4. So basically from 49 to 39. So let's just round up and say they basically gave us a 50% chance last week. After losing to Wake Forest, they've got us at 40%. Um, do you like that? you think that's a little high? Do you think that's low? What, do you, what are your thoughts on FSU, NC State? We'll preview that a lot more coming up this week but what are your thoughts on that i think it's probably about accurate considering the game is in raleigh you know i i don't like us in the trenches uh, next week but we'll do a deep dive into that but i've not been overly impressed by nc state at all this season to be honest you know they struggled in their opener they, they've not looked good 
you know, that game against Clemson wasn't really close. I know they lost by 10, but, you know, they never had a chance to win that game. So I, if you're going to split these next two games, this is the one you really want to circle and try to get because you don't want to drop three straight after a 4-0 start. And, and granted, at the beginning of the season, if you told me, hey, we're going to start the season 4-3, and three, I'd say, okay, you know, that's that's about where we should be. But I really think this team needs to steal one of these two games. And I, I think you have a much better chance against NC State than you do against Clemson with the way they're, they kind of found some stuff and DJ is look, looking a little better. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think it's it's definitely a game Florida State can win. But, you know, 60-40 sounds about right to me. I made the title of this podcast, How Bad Is the Loss to NC State? And I want to answer that with saying that, it, I'm sorry, how bad is the loss to Wake Forest? I want to answer that by saying that, <clears throat> oh, you made that wake and bake iced coffee. I see. I see. how. <laughs> um, I want to say that the loss is not that bad in and of itself, right? Like you're going to, you're going to have bad games. You're going to have games where you fall asleep at the wheel. I mean, Jimbo's 2012 team did that, right? And that team won 12 games, right? And, and really Jimbo's 2013 team did that in the first half against Auburn, the first half against BC. Um, and so like, you're, you're going to have games where you trip up. Right. And it's how you respond to that. If Florida state goes out and, and wins either of these next two games and is five and two after hell month, which I've been calling it that since the schedule came out in freaking February. Um, then I think you're fine. I don't, I think you'd like to win this game. Right. But this team wasn't going to go undefeated. Right. Anybody that with that aspiration of like, I mean, and you knew this meltdown was coming. You knew this meltdown from the fan base was going to come no matter what. But at the end of the day, perspective is important. And this team is four and one. And almost nobody in this fan base would have said, oh, I expect to be four and one after the first five games, right? Nobody would have said that. And so, like, I think that's perspective is really important on that. If you lose the next two and you're four and three, I think you missed a massive opportunity to really separate yourself and really put yourself into some really cool conversations. If you beat North Carolina State, if you could find a way to win on the road at Raleigh, which again, I don't, I agree. I don't, I think you match up better against NC State in some places. I think the offense needs to be a lot better, but their offense is certainly not as good as Wake's. So you can hold them down, right? Like if you can hold NC State to like 24, 27, I think you got a chance in that game. You're probably going to need to get to about 30, but I, I think you've got a chance there. And you did it last year. You held NC State to 28 points, I believe and played a game without a bunch of starters and without a bunch of people. So, I, yeah, I don't think it's a huge game. I don't I, I don't think it's a huge loss. I, I think it's frustrating. You had an opportunity to get to 5-0, and but you didn't take it, right? Like, if we'd have, you know, how much different we'd feel right now if you'd have lost that game against Louisville with a backup quarterback in, and you'd have just excused it and said, oh, well, we had a backup in, no, no, no big deal on the loss, and then you won this one. I mean, you'd be 4-1 the same way, right, with two tough games coming up. Um, of, and probably looking at four and three in the face. So I just don't – I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Now, I think if you lose the next two, then you're looking at like, man, we really kind of fell off here. And and you got to find a way to steal – to me, you you lose that one, you got to find a way to steal one of the next two. And I feel decently good about them doing that against NC State. I'm not predicting a win just yet. I think Clemson's going to be very tough. They are looking a lot better. Fortunately, you get that game in Doak. But – you get a chance against NC State. Yeah, they had no chance in that game against Clemson last night. Their best chances of winning came when they were up 10 to 6. They had a 61% chance of winning when they took the lead. Uh, I'm sorry, they had a 61, 62% chance of losing. Clemson had a 62% chance of winning that game when NC State took the lead um, at 10 to 6. Otherwise, it was 
all in the 80s and 90s for Clemson all night. They had no shot in that game. We'll see. I, I don't I don't I don't feel that bad about NC State. I don't feel that bad about this loss if we can rebound and steal one of these next two. If we get to four and three, I'm gonna be a little bit frustrated. I mean it'll be fine. We're not going anywhere, but to squander a four and start to get back to four and three is not the way I want to see the team do it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see as it goes on. Clemson obviously wins by 10 last night, 30 to 20. If you win this, and that, and that to me, that's the big thing. If you win this one, if you beat NC State, everything that you want, like every goal you have in front of you is still attainable because you've got Clemson the next week, right? And I'm not saying you upset Clemson. I'm not saying you beat them by any means, but you're one game away from, from anything that you wanted this year, right? And that goes all the way up from the top to the bottom. Because Wake Forest lost to Clemson, you're going to create a three-way split there. They'll probably lose to somebody else. They'll probably lose to NC State or something later. So I'm not super worried about that. But, yeah, if you beat NC State, everything you wanted for the rest of the year is right there in front of you. We'll see if they're able to do it. Um, Richie, it all kind of comes down, and I'll let you kind of share your final thoughts and we'll get out of here. But to me, it all kind of comes down to getting healthy. Who can you get back this week? I've got some some thoughts. I've got some kind of insight on some different things. I'm going to – we we have kind of revamped and reset up like the Patreon, which I know that, you know, some people were part of, some people weren't back in the past. Um, I actually have some some kind of insight, some thoughts on – some injury stuff that I've that's kind of been shared with me. I just threw a link to our Discord in there. You can sign up for that, and we'll kind of share some of that stuff throughout the week and and as we go on different guys like Jerry, different guys like Fabo down the field yesterday. Got some got some intel on Robert Scott, what we kind of expect there, even though he was dressed out. When when he'll be back? So go click on that Discord, sign up. It's free to sign up. But there are some private channels, some Patreon channels that you can check out as well. It's about getting healthy. It's about getting guys back. I do think that we will be in good position after the bye week, just to let you know. We'll just see how the next two weeks go and who we can get back before then. But, Richie, what are your final thoughts and wrap this thing up, man? Yeah, I just want to you know, kind of leave it on a positive note. Before the season, anybody listening, if we could guarantee you a 4 and one start, everyone would have taken it, right? So, you know, LSU still happened. Louisville still happened. Yeah, this is a bummer. Uh, and it doesn't get any easier these next two weeks. But I, I think Florida State's still in a really good spot. It's easy to be down after a loss. You know, I was disappointed, even still disappointed this morning, just because of how it happened. But if a 10-point loss to, you know, a, a Wake team who's going to probably jump in the top 15, I don't know if you saw how many top teams from like 15 to 25 lost, TJ. It was a lot of them. Um, Wake, Wake's going to be just outside or just inside the top 15. That's that's not a terrible loss. I don't like the way it happened. But again, 4-1. and one, I'll take it. And uh, again, NC State doesn't look as tough as I thought they would heading into the season. We'll get into that on Wednesday night. But yeah, there's still a lot to be excited about and a lot to play for. So it's easy to get down after a loss like this, especially how ugly it looked. But like you said, maybe get some people back. Versus playing limited snaps, that's a good sign. Robert Scott dressing out, going through warmups, that's a positive sign. So I'm excited to see what happens these next two weeks because I, I do believe this team will respond uh, to what just happened yesterday afternoon. I agree. I, I think you will see. I'm not predicting a win against NC State. We'll, we'll save that for Wednesday when we're doing the preview show. But uh, I, I I think you'll see a team play much better um, on Saturday night in Raleigh, right? And Raleigh's got some weird voodoo, just like kind of Auburn does over at Jordan-Hare. But uh, 
I do think you'll see a team, you know, the team play much better. Um, you'll you'll have a better showing, and we'll kind of see what what ends up happening there. So, um, you know, it's frustrating to lose a game anytime. But this team wasn't going undefeated. They stole a couple, or they stole one at Louisville with a backup. Lost one against a good Wake team. You're not going to see a quarterback that good for the rest of the year. I mean, I will say that. There's not another quarterback on the schedule that's as good as Sam Hartman. Um, so, you know, take it for what it is. You lost the game. You move on. You try and win next week. Um, this is, you know, we're not in the 2018, 2019, 2020 days anymore, okay? Like, you're, you know, you're going to drop one here and there. But, uh, you know, sky is not falling just yet. Also, I got a lot of pushback for uh, a video that I did on uh, spaces that I did on Friday or Thursday asking if Dave Clawson was scared. Dave Clawson actually mentioned that in his post-game press conference. So glad that we uh, live rent free. And then you had Wake Forest beat writers um, even sharing that afterward as well. The video um, saying that, you know, Wake Forest wasn't scared. I do want to make a comment about that. Um, I, I apologize for nothing. And I will always talk smack for Florida State. Try and keep it clean. Try and keep it fun. But uh, I do not feel bad at all asking if Dave Clawson was scared of the, of the game. He made sissy comments, and the the crowd didn't look like a Vandy comment uh, crowd. I do like Dave Clawson, so I got no problems with him. But yeah, thank you for sharing that video again, everybody. Last night, <laughs> uh, I, I don't feel bad about that at all. Uh, these people would never survive Big Three Twitter ever. Um, <laughs> Wake Forest fans are hilarious, though. So. Hats off to you guys. Shout out to Guthrie's, Gramco Garnet Gold, and a big shout out to Salomon Digital Marketing for their support. Um, we didn't do an instant reaction last night just because I was driving home and I had bad service on back roads and stuff just to kind of avoid hurricane come home traffic. But uh, I will, we'll make it up to them. We'll do an extra space this week and, and make sure that we shout them out. But again, follow them on social media. Hit up that Discord. We'll have some insight and stuff on different injuries and things. Um, Richie, any shout outs before we go? Now I'm uh, finishing up here and heading your way. Excited going to the Bucks Chiefs game tonight. Uh, not overly hopeful, but we got Julio back. We got Godwin back. We got Evans back. So Brady has someone other than Cole Beasley and Scotty Miller to throw to. So I'm excited. I've, I've never seen Pat Mahomes live, and I'm excited to see, you know, the GOAT and the potential uh, guy that he's passing the throne to. I think the Bucks win this game. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, that's not even a troll. Like, I, I, I like our defense. I don't think Kansas City's even been that good this year. They haven't, but you know, we'll like see. they barely beat the Chargers. I mean, the Cardinals stink, and then they, you know, lost the Colts. I mean, the Bucks should win this game. It's at home, Raymond James, sell out. Like, there's no reason the Bucks should win this game. If Pat Mahomes goes Pat Mahomes, I mean, I can get it, but like the Bucks should win this game. Uh, shout out to my wife for letting us go up to the game yesterday. We had a great time with my kids. Again, just take your kids to the game. You won't be as upset about the loss anymore. Maybe that's why I'm not upset. Why I don't think it's a big deal. Like, just take your kids and watch them have a good time. You're like, ah, whatever. It's just a game. So I know you guys don't tune in to hear me say it's just a game, but it's just a game. Like, relax a little bit. All right, we'll be back at some point this week. We'll do a bunch of shows. We'll do a bunch of content here on the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. It's like somewhere in the middle now. It's not even under Richie. Like, it's like right here. Um, but hit the subscribe button. Thumbs up. Share your comments if you watch on the replay. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll talk to you guys soon. Go Knowles.